When he last left Job, he was in a very bad place. He lost his money, his family, everything, all in tragedies. He was afflicted with a terrible disease from which there was no escape. He had to deal with his own wife, who was trying to get him to curse God. But not everybody was just like to get At the end of Job chapter 2, we read. Now, Job's three friends had heard all the schemes that come upon him. They came to his own place, Eliphaz the Tanites, Bildad the Shuhites, and Zuzophar the Namathites. They made an appointment together to come and go with him and come with him. And when they saw him from afar, they did not recognize him. And they raised their voices and went and tore their robes and sprinkled dust upon their heads towards him. And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. And no one spoke a word to him, for the son of his suffering was very great. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. Then follows the vast majority of the book of Job, chapters 3 to 38. These 35 chapters riddled and wrote here actually one single part. Job on one side, and his three friends, and a young man named Elihu, who shows up before the end on the other. Unfortunately, we don't have time to go through all 35 chapters of the art. We almost don't need to, only you should definitely read them as something, because we can summarize the argument quite easily. Job's friends, on the one hand, are trying desperately to convince him that he somehow deserves the suffering he has received, that he is being punished by God for some kind of sin he committed. Job, on the other hand, is convinced that he has not sinned. At least, not in such a way to deserve punishment such as this. He protests his innocence over and over again, repeatedly denying that he is being punished unjustly. After listing all the sins he's never, he has never done, Job demands an answer from God reasons to why he is suffering. What justice can there possibly be in what is happening to Job? How is it possible that God is not unjust? Elihu jumps into this, horrified that Job would try to make himself just, not unjust, but even Elihu is not able to answer God. These arguments are a big part of the reason why people return to the book of Job again and again, and part of why we are reading the book of Job now during the time of coronavirus. It's because these arguments, the ones that Job has with his friends in this time of greatest suffering, are trying to deal with one of the most difficult questions that believers in God have to deal with, one which has probably destroyed the faith in God more people than anything else in our history. And this question is called the problem of evil. Let's think about this in terms of coronavirus. Uh, some of you may have seen the coronavirus coming. Some of you may have been able to tell back in January or February that lots of people get sick from this thing and some of them die. Some of you might have known that people would lose their jobs and things would be shut down. I got to the count of dried beans and five pounds of peanut butter in late February or early March, just in case something happened that would have me lost the house and the stores. I've only eaten 10 pounds of beans so far, and the stores have kind of still been over. Uh, but let's say back in January or February, we found something like Latin's Lent. And if you run it, the G would come up saying, Do you want me to get rid of the novel coronavirus and spare the world hundreds of thousands of deaths and millions of job losses? Who among us would not have said yes? But God had already done his own He could have stopped the coronavirus, but he didn't. It's exactly the same in the book of Job. Job makes it 
human evil and natural disasters lost everything love. And if the book of Job makes one thing clear, it's that God knew exactly what was going to happen, and he let it happen, he didn't even try to The problem of evil is really very simple. Most people believe that God, believe God, right? believe that God is all powerful, all knowing, all good. And we as Catholics, we have to all three of those things on God. But we also can't deny that there is evil in the world. There's coronavirus, and income responses to coronavirus, and death, and jobless. There's also things like Hitler, and abortion, and serial killers, and adultery. God is all knowing all powerful. He knew that Job's suffering was going to happen, knew that the coronavirus was going to happen. He could have stopped Job's sufferings or the coronavirus, but he didn't. If you knew about the coronavirus and could have stopped it and didn't, I'd probably call you a monster. And we're supposed to believe that God is good. How is that supposed to be? I want you to take this problem very seriously. Evil is probably the number one reason people don't believe in God. Some people try to say, some people try to say that there's no right to the advantage of everything, or religion explains everything, or the Bible is on faith, or that miracles literally never happened. That you have to be a stupid, uneducated coward to believe in God. There's a good counter answer to all of those arguments. Okay? But it's this problem, the problem of evil, that I think is probably the strongest one because most people actually deserve it not. So we need an answer, right? Now, don't tell me that these people are just out looking for excuses not believing in God either. The problem of evil is not a false dilemma set up by God haters to give people. The book of Job is written by believers and it's written for believers. Job himself believes in God. And yet, Job himself is also our prime example of the body of evil in action. God has no reason, it seems like God has no reason to allow these things to happen to Job. It seems like God can stop them. And it seems like that would make God want to because he allows his evil things to happen to such a good person. Coronavirus starts. Even if you personally are having any trouble believing in God because of coronavirus, you probably know someone who is, even if they haven't said it out loud to you, because they too know that God is supposed to be all good and all powerful. God could have stopped the coronavirus, so why did he? Why does he seem to be like such a monster? Now, obviously, I believe in God because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. So there has to be a way out of this problem. Well, what is it? Job couldn't find one. Ellie couldn't find one. Can we find one? We can't say God is weak, because then he would have gotten created everything from God. So he's obviously not weak. He can do anything he wants. He could get rid of any evil he wanted just by uncreating. So he's not weak. We can't say God is weak. God created everything. And so since he made it, he knows it too. If we say that God doesn't know everything, we really don't want and we can't say that God is good because if God is evil, then we wouldn't worship him. We'd be like, no, no thanks. I'm here for the most powerful baby in the universe. I'm going to rebel against you because you're evil. So we can't say God's evil either. There's only one way out. We have to find something that's so good and so wonderful that God would let anything happen to get it, even evil. And we humans do this all the time. Remember how I said I call you the monster if you had the chance to stop the coronavirus and you didn't? That's not really true. Okay? 
There are ways to stop the coronavirus that are worse than the coronavirus. The president could have stopped the coronavirus if back in November he sent a time bomb to Wuhan. That would have stopped the coronavirus. We're really glad he didn't do that. Okay? The, the lives of people were good enough that he, that, you know, a sensible person would rather the coronavirus happen that evil than do an even bigger evil of destroying Wuhan with a bomb. So we have to find something that's so good that the sufferings of Jonah, the ravages of the coronavirus, that getting rid of that wouldn't be worth the price God would have to pay. Now, if we can find something that good, something that good that can only exist if God lets evil things happen, then we can continue to believe in God. And I believe we can find that something, because otherwise I wouldn't be can't tell you what the thing is just yet. We have to do some more preparation. And don't worry, it's coming. I'll get to it in the next two conferences. So worship God well in the rest of the mass and stay tuned. Well, then I was holding on my base. It is time to back on the people's nails, familia, todas las cosas, and Indians. If you have a fiction in the el que no hay remedio, que necesitaba. Y me voy fuerte con su propia esposa que quería que él y su malas cosas con Dios. Pero no todo el mundo quiere dar malas cosas a él. Al fin de Job, capítulo 2, leemos. Cuando los tres amigos de Job escuchó del malo que ocurrió a él, ellos vinieron de sus propios lugares, Elifaz de Temani, Bildad de Shuhi y Sofar de Namathi. Ellos hicieron una cita juntos para dar sus condolencias a él y confortarlo. Y cuando ellos vistieron a él de lejos, no lo reconocían, no lo, no lo reconocieron. Y ellos gritaban y lloraron, lloraban y rompieron sus ropas y puso Uh, las cenizas en sus cabezas hasta el cielo. Y ellos sentaron con Job en, el, en, el, en la tierra siete días y siete noches y nadie dijo nada porque ellos vistieron que sus sufrimientos eran tan grandes. Después de esto, Job abrió su boca y dicho malas palabras contra el día de su nacimiento. Después de eso, sigue la mayoría del libro de Job, capítulos 3 hasta 38. Estos 35 capítulos de poesías bíblicas son un argumento. Joven un lado y sus tres, ami tres amigos y un joven se llama Elihu en el fin en el otro lado. No tenemos tiempo para leer los 35 capítulos de este argumento, pero no, neces no necesitamos porque podemos, uh, podemos resumir muy fácilmente. Los amigos de Job, en un lado, quieren convencerlo que él merece los sufrimientos que ha recibido, que él está recibiendo penitencia de Dios por un pecado que ha cometido. Job, en el otro lado, está convencido que él no ha pecado, por lo menos no en una manera para merecer sufrimientos así. Él está diciendo, soy inocente, soy inocente, veces y veces, que él, que él está que él no está recibiendo una penitencia así. Uh, 
Después de haciendo una lista de todos los pecados que no ha cometido, Job, es, Job preguntó a Dios por una razón por qué está sufriendo. ¿Qué, ¿Qué forma de justicia puede ser en que está ocurriendo a Job? ¿Cómo es posible por, Jos, por Dios a no ser injusto? El hijo empezó a hablar en este momento porque él piensa que es horrible que Job quiere demostrar que él es justo y Dios no es justo. Pero el hijo no puede responder a Job, no tiene el argumento. Esos argumentos son una gran parte de la razón por qué personas regresan al libro de Job veces y veces. Y parte de por qué estamos mirando el libro de Job ahora durante este tiempo de coronavirus. Es porque estos argumentos, los que Job tiene con sus amigos en el tiempo de sufrimiento, quieren tratar de una de las preguntas más difíciles que los que creen en Dios necesitaban preguntar. Y esta pregunta probablemente ha destruido la fe de más personas que todos los otros argumentos en la historia. El nombre de esta pregunta es el problema de malo. Pensamos en esto en, en la manera de coronavirus. Unos de ustedes posiblemente sabían que una cosa del coronavirus malo va a ocurrir. Posiblemente en enero o febrero, ustedes sabían que muchas personas van a enfermarse y unos van a morir. Unos de ustedes probablemente sabían que unos van a perder sus trabajos o que no podemos hacer cosas. Yo compré 20 libras de frijoles secos y 5 libras de uh, mantequilla de cacahuate uh, en, el, en el evento que no, podimos, no podía ir al mercado. No era un problema, los mercados permanecieron abiertos, pero es como planeando por desastre. Pero imagine que en enero o febrero ustedes encontraron una cosa como el, um, oh, yo no sé si ustedes saben esto, pero el, el lámpara de Al Aladín. El lámpara de Aladín es un mito en que si usted uh, da una, una de esos a la lámpara de Aladín, un espíritu poderoso va a venir y dar a usted um, tres deseos. Y imagine que usted tocó el lámpara de Aladín y el, el espíritu vino y él preguntó, ¿quiere que yo cause el fin del nuevo coronavirus para, para prevenir la muerte de millones de personas y el, el, el perdiendo de millones de trabajos? ¿Quién de nosotros no iba a decir, sí, claro que sí? Pero Dios ya tenía el poder hacer así y él no hizo. Es exactamente lo mismo en el libro de Job. Job, por una mezcla de mal humano y desastres naturales, perdió todas las cosas que él amó. Y si el libro de Job dice una cosa muy clara, es que Dios sabía exactamente qué va a ocurrir y él lo permitió. No probó a quitarlo. El problema de malo es muy simple. Más la mayoría de personas que creen en Dios saben que Dios es todopoderoso, que él sabe todo y que que Él es totalmente bueno. Y nosotros como católicos debemos creer así. Pero también necesitamos, uh, necesitamos conceder que también hay malo en el mundo. Hay coronavirus y respuestas incompetentes al coronavirus y muerte y perdiendo trabajos. Y también hay cosas como Hitler y aborto voluntario y personas que matan y matan y matan y adulterio y desastres así. 
Dios sabe todo y es todo poderoso. Él sabía de los sufrimientos de Job y él sabía del coronavirus y él podía prevenir coronavirus y los sufrimientos de Job, pero él no prevenió los. Si usted sabía de eso y hizo nada y podía prevenirlo, yo probablemente voy a decir, soy, usted es un monstruo, pero necesitamos creer que Dios es bueno. ¿Cómo funciona así? Yo, qui yo quiero que ustedes piensen muy seriosamente en este problema. Malo es el razón uno, porque personas no creen en Dios. Unas personas tienen otros excusos, que hay una explosión a la limpieza del universo que causó todo, o que la evolución de los animales es la explanación de todo, o que la Biblia es falso, o que milagros literalmente nunca ocurren, o, que, o por ejemplo, que solamente los sin educación y sin fortitud creen en Dios. Estas razones son interesantes. Y si hay un repuesto católico, cada uno de estos argumentos. Pero este problema, el problema de malo, es el problema que más que todo causa personas a no creer en Dios. Y esto es, no es simplemente estas personas que están buscando por excusas para no creer en Dios. El problema de malo no es un dilema falso que ateos hacen para convencer a otras personas. El libro de Job contiene este problema de malo y este libro fue escrito por los que creen, por los que creen, por como autor y por como lee, lo que lea. Job cree en Dios con devoción y Job es el ejemplo número uno de por qué hay problema de malo. Dios no tiene nada de razón, parece, para permitir que estas cosas ocurran a, a Job. Dios podía prevenirlo. Todavía él parece como un monstruo porque él permitió estas cosas ocurrir a un hombre tan bueno. Nuestro ejemplo es coronavirus. Si usted no está teniendo sus dudas de la existencia de Dios por coronavirus, probablemente ustedes saben una persona que sí tiene estas dudas. Posiblemente no han dicho a ustedes, pero estas personas existen. Obviamente, yo creo en Dios. Si yo no creía en Dios, yo no iba a, a, a ponerme así para hablar con ustedes de estas cosas. Voy a, voy a tener mi, mi, mi divertimiento en, en sábado, ¿sí? Y por eso, obviamente, hay un remedio a este problema, ¿sí? ¿Pero qué es? Job no podía descubrir. El hijo no podía descubrir. ¿Podemos descubrir este remedio? No podemos decir Dios es débil porque Dios hizo todo. Si él quiere destruir un, un malo, él simplemente puede decir, ok, este malo no existe y no va a existir. Él tiene poder así porque él hizo todo. No podemos decir que Dios es tonto. Dios hizo todo y cuando una persona hace una cosa, él sabe esta cosa. Por eso Dios sabe todo. Y no podemos decir que Dios es malo, porque si Dios es malo, nuestra actitud no es creencia en Dios, es, es revolución, ¿sí? Voy a, uh, voy a destruir este rey tan malo, ¿sí? Y, no, y si, en, si estamos en revolución contra Dios, no creemos en Dios, ¿sí? Por eso necesitamos otro remedio. ¿Pero qué es? Hay un remedio. Necesitamos descubrir una cosa tan buena, 
tan maravilloso que vale la pena por Dios a permitir el malo existir para obtener esta cosa tan bueno. Nosotros hacemos lo mismo. Yo, yo, dicho, yo, dijo, yo dije que si usted podía prevenir el, uh, el coronavirus y usted no prevenió que usted es un monstruo, pero en verdad no es así. Imagin uh, porque pensamos, nuestro presidente tenía la oportunidad a prevenir el coronavirus. ¿Cómo? Él podía enviar una bomba nuclear a Wuhan en noviembre para destruir toda la ciudad y no hay coronavirus en el resto del mundo. Pero yo sé que unos piensan que es monstruo todavía. Pero estamos tan felices que él no hizo esta cosa tan mala. La existencia de, de Wuhan, China, y los que viven allá, vale la pena para permitir la coronavirus a ir a otros lugares, ¿sí? Porque no, 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 no queremos que todos de ellos están matando por una bomba. Es peor que coronavirus, ¿sí? Necesitamos buscar por una cosa así, una cosa que vale la pena por Dios a permitir malo a existir, que esto es mejor por esta cosa existir y por malo a existir también, que es por Dios a destruir esta cosa buena y todos los malos también. Obviamente, yo creo que una cosa sí existe, pero exactamente como el libro de Job, yo no puedo decir a ustedes que es ahora. Va a venir en las próximas dos conferencias. Necesita continuar a escuchar para descubrir qué es esta cosa que es tan bueno. Por eso, da su honor a Dios en el resto de la misa y continúa a escuchar. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Holy Spirit coming near, we pray, O Lord, prepare our minds for this divine sacrament, since the Spirit himself is the remission of all sins, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time above all to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Through him the children of light rise to eternal life, and the halls of the heavenly kingdom are thrown open to the faithful. For his death is our ransom from death, and in his rising the life of all has risen. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and James, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co to eternal life, may praise and glorify you, 
through your son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. The Holy Spirit will glorify me, for he will take from what is mine and declare it to you, says the Lord. Alleluia. Come with your spirit in my heart. I embrace you as if you were always there. 
unite myself wholly to you, never permitting to be separated from you. Let us pray. Hear in your compassion our prayers, O Lord, that as we have been brought from things of the past to new mysteries, so with former ways left behind, we may be made new in holiness of mind through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Amen.